Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontoon. On this podcast, we'll be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the mind of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious and open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Satnam, welcome to Third Eye Science. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is for you. Know that we are here together no matter what time or space you're in. I am recording this post sadhana on the morning before so on Tuesday June what is it 15th 16th yes and I'm releasing this podcast tomorrow so I really wanted to record record this episode as close to when I was releasing it because the energy of of right now of this eclipse portal this week before summer solstice is so potent to me and maybe you've tapped into that as well and so I I really wanted to just explore what is happening in the world in reference to like what's kind of going on energetically just from my sense. As I've mentioned many times before, I'm not an astrologer. I I highly recommend listening to Rose Theodora's podcast and following her on Instagram. I'll link her in the show notes. I also highly recommend Space Weather Transmissions. It's a monthly subscription and Paramatma Siri Sadhana has I've been I've been listening, you know, following Space Weather for a few years and I've really learned a lot about astrology and about how to um really work with the energies by yeah, just really listening, tuning into it daily. Um, But what I also wanted to mention is that it's right now, so where the solstice is on Sunday, June 21st, summer solstice. This is the longest day of the year. 
So literally the most light. So in the Northern Hemisphere, sorry, I know there are some of you in the Southern Hemisphere. So for you, it's winter solstice. And either way, it's it's a very potent energy portal. And um, right now we are also experiencing these very intense solar flares, which you may or may not be aware of, that they're basically, um, solar flares are like storms happening on our, our sun. And it actually increases, it, it has an effect on the magnetic resonance of Earth. I'm going to pour my tea. So there is this thing called the Schumann resonance, and it is, I did a little bit of research just to to find out a little bit about the science of, like, what do we actually know about the Schumann resonance and resonance, and I am, again, not an expert, I'm not an astrologer nor an astronomer, (laughs) Um, but it's basically, um, it's really interesting that there are correlations. Now there are scientists studying how, how the Schumann resonance has an impact on our own heart rate variability because magnetic, our magnetic field, our aura is a measurement of our heart actually this is where our heart our heart center is what's creating this magnetic field and i just thought it was so interesting that there are people correlating the solar flares and sunspots with people um how you know people who maybe have heart conditions and how they are impacted by these solar flares. And it just makes so much sense to me that they would be, of course, have an impact because it's all about magnetism. And so we're having this increased solar activity right now on top of the fact that we're also in this solstice portal, on top of the fact that we're also in this eclipse portal. So on the solstice, there is also an eclipse, which is a really big deal. And I mean, I think I've mentioned, and again, this is, I highly recommend listening to Rose Rose's episode about eclipses, but they, they definitely have a big impact on what's happening in our just on this earth. <laughs> and so we have this the solstice and an eclipse on the same day, which doesn't happen very often. And um, it's, we have these three s- eclipses in a row. So we had one on June 5th, 
Now we have one on the 21st, and then we have one, a final eclipse on July 5th. So it's a it, this month-long portal of, and it the, the energy, there's kind of a shadow period before and after as well. So it's a, um, it's a very intense month energetically. I guess that's my, my bottom line. Um, but it's so the June 21st eclipse is a solar eclipse in, I believe it's in Capricorn. And it's no coincidence that we're having this major transitional kind of uprising, I guess I would call it, in our cultures and our societies. The, the fact that this, I am really encouraged uh, inspired and hopeful about this Black Lives Matter um, uprising really going global. And I heard, I was listening to a podcast. I may have mentioned this last week. I can't remember. It's the Ezra Klein show um, with Ta-Nehisi Coates was on it. And, and he was talking about how he was actually hopeful because he was talking to his father who was a Vietnam vet turned Black Panther in the late 60s and, you know, was there during those uprisings. And he said it's nothing compared to what they experienced then because then it was really just the Black community. And and what is happening now is truly global that people are paying attention. Yes, it's very easy to see. So I had a I had a rough week last week because um as a social media manager, I had you know, we actually as a scientific organization that is not incredibly diverse in a in a field that is not incredibly diverse, we felt that we had to actually make some statements and stand for anti-racism and equality. And um, it's it's really depressing when you get the backlash of people. It's like I'm talking about accounts where we're really liter- literally not asking for money, not asking for like I just want people to love the ocean. <laughs> that's all I that's I mean that's not all but that is really our mission is like we want people to be inspired and learn about the ocean and learn about the technology that we develop to study the ocean it's not generally not controversial and um talking about diversity and anti-racism on our platforms was really interesting because we normally, you know, just don't go there. And I'm really proud that we did. Um, But it was, and we were overwhelmingly, I mean, overwhelmingly, people were in support. And we had the part that the reason that I 
felt so strongly about it is that there we do have young minorities in STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, that follow us and were really, you know, sent messages and comments that they were really happy to see us support. They felt supported by us and I feel really good about that. But there was also haters as is always the case on social media. And then the other thing I've been seeing on social media is this kind of policing around what you should or shouldn't be doing, what you should and shouldn't be talking about. And I've been just kind of watching what feels right for me and what feels right for me to be looking at. And, um, you know, I really did. I spent a lot of time last week reflecting on my own implicit bias and my own just surroundings and how I'm surrounded by a very kind of whitewashed community. And that's not to, I mean, that I'm not throwing shade at anybody. It's just was, it's kind of the truth in wellness. There's, it's not incredibly diverse. And yet there are, you, if you, if you look deeper, there are plenty of people of color in the wellness space and in yoga. But, um, you know, I had to take the, make the effort to find them and follow those accounts. And I'm really glad that I have. And so, um, there's, there was also people I've, I've seen in other people in the community really coming out and saying, you know, I stand by the fact that I have, you know, my feed looks different than it did two weeks ago or, or a month ago. And people are like, you know, I liked it better. Jagdish had a post that I commented on and and I got some feedback on um, that, you know, she she got comments. I like it. I liked it better when you just posted about spirituality. (laughs) And I mean, I just feel like Okay, so if you're if you're someone who cares about a spiritual awakening and you're on a spiritual journey, um, what does it say that you're unwilling to join this global conversation? And that, yeah, I mean, it's intense and it's uncomfortable, and there's. It's, it's a real true, I would say, reckoning in terms of like having to admit your complacency or, and or even um, just taking part in this system of injustice towards people of color and black people in particular. Um, so what, you know, if you consider yourself on a spiritual journey, why aren't you willing to look at that conversation and be a part of it? 
I guess that's what I would encourage you all to really consider. Like what, who do you want to be in this moment in time? I personally want to be someone who supports people of color. And we all have a different way of doing that. And I'm not going to tell anyone to do it in a specific way. Some people will be out protesting. That's the other thing I've found so inspiring is just these like masses of people in these big cities worldwide. Worldwide. I mean, it's so beautiful. And it's so beyond politics. I mean, it is political, but it's also beyond politics. It's, it's about community and it's about people standing up for each other and standing together and saying, you know, this system isn't working for, for, you know, this, this huge piece of, you know, an important part of our community have been um, systemically kept below, you know, and that, that part is what's so just devastating is it's, you know, it started with enslavement in 1619 when the first Africans were kidnapped and brought to our shores of, of, of the West. And it's continued like when the first enslaved people were emancipated finally. So we're also coming up this week is Juneteenth. June 19th is celebrated as the, the final or the day where the last slaves who had, um, you know, enslaved people who had yet to hear about emancipation were, were freed. But you know, the reality of what happened in that moment in time and after is is really horrible when you go back and really do the research and look at the history. Um, you know, Abraham Lincoln is known as the great emancipator, and he was to some extent, but he certainly was no fan of enslaved people, and he certainly wasn't. He didn't make it easy on these people who all of a sudden now, so now this is generations have been living here and they at some point even were trying to say, okay, you can go back to Africa. These are people who were born here and they're, they want to send them back to Africa or just send them away. (laughs) Like basically like, we had a civil war over this issue and it's problematic <laughs> and they didn't know what to do with it, you know, and it's just not, I guess I'm, I'm saying like, you know, re, re really do some research and don't believe what you learned in school in the history books. I think that teachers, my sister is a history teacher and she actually, she was, I was talking to her this weekend and they, her kids did a whole project on the 1619 project, which I linked, I'll link again in the show notes. Cause it's so good. 
Um, it was done last year in 2019. Pulitzer Prize winning project um, where they really look at what, you know, what's the reality? Our economy was built on these um, like mortgages were created around the equity of owning enslaved people. It's just so, so messed up. And it's not what generally people are thinking about. They think, you know, and then the civil rights movement. Oh, and then, you know, people had all these rights. But there is an incredible amount of research to show that um, voter suppression has its biggest impacts in minority um, communities. And that's actually the point of voter suppression. I think it's been an, an, a big part of the Republican platform in many ways. And, you know, what does that say about a government that literally doesn't want you to vote. I mean, that doesn't sound like a government for the people to me. So this is all, all of these things are coming up because we are in this place of, there's also all these retrogrades happening, planet ret, planets in retrograde. There's also align, planetary alignments that haven't happened for literally hundreds of years, and it all, um, I, again, I will just defer to Rose's um, podcasts where she talks about them, but it's, like right now, it's so, it's so interesting to, to see the astrology of what is happening and why all of this is coming to light, and I believe that it is a moment of transition in our on this planet, in this dimension. And the other thing that I really wanted to talk about is um, how we are receiving, so back to the Schumann residence and the solar flares, but also we're receiving so much light from other dimensions and other solar systems um, more than we have ever received. And this is my, in, you know, my intuitive um, sense, I guess. I've been doing a lot of meditating on this and I've been doing sessions with a woman named Christine Caruso who is... Um, yeah, she's just really helped me take, get into this communicating with, with being star beings that I knew I was connected to. And now I have a deeper connection because of these sessions I've been doing with her through the Invincible Hall. And I can link in the show notes. Um, but I also started my uh, program mansion of the heart university with Satdev Beer and Hillary Fay 
and we started that a couple of weeks ago. So I'm just in this very, very, um, high vibrational space, really, really being asked. So much is being asked of me energetically and physically. And so what I experienced last week was a very, it was, um, my sense is that my body was having a hard time actually like integrating it. And so, you know, here, and I do a lot of, a lot of work to, to, for that exact reason, to help me integrate this energy that I am meant to bring here on this planet. Like there are those of us who are light workers, maybe you've heard that term, maybe you haven't. But if you're listening to this podcast, you are one of us and you are here to bring more light. Like if physically, it's like just if you break it down that simply, you're bringing more light onto the planet. Like we're acupuncture points on the earth and in the grid of the collective energy so all humans we're all connected through our heart center and we're creating this is something that i see in meditation we're creating a grid around the planet that not only is there an earth grid that's basically gaia is a being she's a being too but we also have this grid that's connected by the human collective and we are receiving more light by connecting and doing the work, doing this meditation, um, doing yourself, all of your self-inquiry, connecting with your higher self and your soul. That is how you increase your light quotient. It's, it's just energy that we're talking about. We are bodies made out of light and love. It's an energy frequency. And we're embodying a, a larger spectrum of light than this dimension and this planet has ever before experienced, ever, in existence. And so... The reason I'm sharing that is because if you've been having a hard time, <laughs> if it's been really intense for you, if you've felt more emotional or maybe more traumas coming up or more, you know, just things that you need to release, this is why, is that you are processing because we must release the old in order to take in more new, higher vibrational and more full spectrum light. And this is why I have been doing these healing circles. Um, on Fridays, I've been doing these Venus healing circles and they have been really amazing. Um, I mean, I talk about in the 
description for them, I say that it's it's a Reiki healing. It's so much more than that. And the people who have, you know, participated can feel it. Um, but we have one more session on Friday. So if you listen to this before the 19th, you can still join for this last one. Um, but I'm going to do one on July 5th, which is the last the, the last of these three eclipses. So July 5th is a Sunday. And that's the last eclipses on that day. Um, it's actually the, the moment of the eclipse. I think Pacific time is, is actually Saturday night, the night before. But we're, I'm going to do another healing session at... 7 p.m. on July 5th. Uh, I don't know if I'll have all the information up by the time this show comes out, but I will put it up as soon as possible on my website. And if it will be $22 for the session, but if you join, if you participated in the Venus sessions, and it will just then it will be $11. So if you're listening to this and you feel called, what you could do is join the Venus session this Friday. Um, and then you'll get a discount for the July one as well. So I just wanted to invite you all uh, for that because basically what I'm getting the sense already, even though it's a few weeks away, that we'll basically be working on our energetic bodies so that we can handle this, all of this energy and process and just really tune up our energetic bodies Um so that we can help bring in more light and activate this new earth. And so that's what it's going to be called. The activate the new earth healing session. So I invite you to join me for that. And it's basically distance, a distance session. We tune in. I have a Zoom um, call for 15 or 20 minutes and we do kind of a opening meditation and then I turn off zoom and you are just invited to completely relax maybe even lay down or even fall asleep and just receive the healing and our guides our councils of light are involved highly involved <laughs> and so if there's if this is piquing your interest at all, please do join. And um, but back to how yeah, so how I'm processing. So what happened for me, and I was relating this back to thinking about last year summer solstice. So a year ago this week, I was in New Mexico for the first time at the 3HO summer solstice celebration. And that, and it involved, you know, it's very intense. You're like just camping in the desert and doing yoga and meditation all day. And then for three days, right before the solstice, it was three full days of white tantric yoga, which is 
um, partner where you you're meditating all day looking in the eyes of a partner sitting across from you and this was the 50th anniversary of summer solstice of this specific celebration so there were a lot of people there it was like a thousand people I think more than a thousand people all doing white tantric together so it was a it was incredibly um profound energetic shift for me and I came home um, and a few days after I came home I had this like incredible incredibly violent (laughs) release of energy (laughs) and I won't get into the details but I'll just say it it really was it was like a few days later I was fine for the the couple of days after I got home and then I just woke up in the middle of the night violently ill and it and I knew immediately that it was um it was an energetic process that I was just completely releasing all of this stuff because I had to I had to release in order to integrate all of this new energy that came in and so then so that was really intense. It happened for, it continued for, and, and I talked about all of this in an episode, which I will also link in the show notes. It was basically a year ago. Um, but I, this, so on Friday, I had an incredibly, again, the most uncomfortable sadhana that I can remember really for years of having a sadhana um and it luckily though it didn't it wasn't it didn't involve any violent illness <laughs> but it did involve an incredibly intense headache um and just like so uncomfortable so uncomfortable so i was able to do my morning i i chant for 62 minutes, Apsa Hai Hoa. I can link that in the show notes as well. It's, um, at, so I chant that from 3 a.m. till 4. And I was able to do that, but it was so uncomfortable because I had the worst headache. Like I basically felt like I, I was so dehydrated. I and so what I've been having trouble with this process, with all of this energy that I'm, um, tr- you know, that my body is is working so hard to integrate, it, it's that I, I feel like I can't drink enough water to stay hydrated. So I have to like double down. This is why I'm always recommending to stay hydrated because it just really helps with the release the cleanse process, but also the integration process. So I was able to do my 62 minutes of chanting and then I have another, you know, hour of sadhana that I normally do. And I just went right, I went back to sleep and then did the rest of my practices later after I woke up and I did feel better. I also have this um, essential oil blend that I found from a woman on Instagram, I'll have to, her name is Dr. 
Marisa, I think. Um, I'll but I'll I'll look her up and I'll link her in the show notes. But she has recommendations on essential oils, and she had a, a recipe for headaches that I made for a couple of friends who get headaches a lot, and they both love it. And I'll tell you because now I've been putting it in my diffuser in the evenings. It's lavender, copa bai, and copa bai is is not critical to this recipe, but if you have it or if you can get it, you add that. But it's really the main ones are lavender, peppermint, and frankincense. And it's like these three oils I would never think to put together. And then I add copa bai too. And I made these rollers um, where you can then like roll it onto your the back of your neck or under your ears or also your wrists. And that's a great way to, if you have just, it's, it's really good for headache relief. So I recommend trying it if you, if you have headache issues, but I also just put one drop of each in the diffuser and that was work has been working as well. Um, and then I've just been trying to hydrate as much as possible, but it's really hard to hydrate as much as I need to. Speaking of which, um, so I, I really just wanted to share that experience with all of you in case you're having some reaction. It may look different from what I'm experiencing, but just know that whatever is, is happening and you may think, oh, it has to do with what's happening in the world. I mean, we do, we have COVID quarantine shelter in place and now coming out of it and, and all this news about, oh, is it, you know, is it actually safe to go back out into the world? And then on top of that, we have these like protests and uprising and, um, you know, videos of horrible, horrible things happening on all over the internet. And, you know, I do want to just remind all of us that this has been happening forever it's just that now everyone is walking around with a really amazing camera you know video camera in their pockets and it's work you know I really believe the other thing is the technology is what's allowing this to be a global uprising so there there are advantages to social media and this has definitely been one of them it can be really intense so sometimes I also recommend um, you know if you get really sucked in to social media and or the news you know sometimes you gotta just walk away and really have these boundaries have clear boundaries around it because I know a lot of people that um it really becomes an overwhelm. Like it really gets to a point where it's not, you know, it's important to be informed and know what's happening in the world. And then there is a point at which it's, it's no longer helpful. And so just knowing what that line is for you, and it's different for everyone. 
just like everyone is going to feel this energy differently. The other thing I will say for me is that um, I know that these aspects, the aspects that are happening on these eclipses have been, um, and the solstice are hitting my natal chart in a way that is very intense. And so it may be, I, and I was talking to a friend yesterday who, you know, he was like, yeah, I've been great. (laughs) And he's, you know, highly sensitive. Uh, but I think it's just not hitting his chart in the same way. So just know that everyone's experience is completely unique and whatever it is that is is you know that you're feeling right now self-care is more important than ever and this is how we have the energy to serve others because really it's that's what this is about the Aquarian age uh, is about moving into this community and what, how are we, how are we changing as, um, as one together? It's no longer about what can I do to increase my wealth and my security. It's like, what can we do to increase the wealth and security of the entire collective? But that means you have to take care of yourself in order to have the energy to help others. So it's this, you know, very new new way of looking at self-care. And, and there's got to be a different phrase for it because self-care can be so watered down. It's like it's more than massages and um, baths. with rose petals (laughs) um it is so much more it's for me what self-care is about is connecting to my soul my higher self and the more the more that I do that and spend you know a significant amount of time doing at least 10% of my day. So two and a half hours is the recommendation in Kundalini yoga. And I've really found that it, that really is next level when you can spend at least 10% of your day communing with God and your soul, which are the same thing, by the way. Um, you, you really um, have kind of set your day um, into, then you have the rest of your day to do all of those other things that you have to do. So it's all about priorities, like what matters to you right now. And for me, it's about um, doing this, all of this work so that I can show up in my, in my highest vibration and fulfill the mission that I came here to fulfill, which is to be a spiritual teacher, healer, leader, and help people remember their own innate gifts and help people remember their true self. That's 
that's my dharma. So what is your dharma? What is What are you meant to do in this lifetime? And, you know, the more that you can really spend some time with yourself, with your higher self and in silence, then the more that you will be able to connect with that mission of yours, which is it's every single one of us has a very specific mission that our soul came here to do. And often the, our chart, our natal chart can help inform that. If you're, if you're feeling a little bit like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where it really helps to have, have a little bit of knowledge about your natal chart. So I think I have covered everything that I needed to cover. (laughs) Or that is coming up for me this week. But please do let me know how, um, how your just feeling and flowing in this intense month few months really it's been really the most intense year I would say (laughs) right 2020 man um so you know I'd love to hear your experience I love to hear feedback of what you guys think of um the podcast Please do, if you haven't, subscribe, rate, and review. This is the best way to help spread the message. And again, if you feel at all called to join us for the healing sessions, please do. I will link to my um, my website in the show notes. And I also have, an. I'm starting on a meet email list. So if you want to find out about my upcoming offerings, if you subscribe to the list, I then you will get um, all of those in your directly in your inbox and you don't have to worry about missing it on social media. All right. Love you guys so much. Thank you as always for listening. I know it's There are a bajillion podcasts out there. So the fact that you're listening all the way to the end really means a lot to me. And I just want to say that I see you. I believe in you. I feel you all. This community is is really amazing. Those of you who are listening. And I really um, feel that because you're asking these questions of yourself and of your guides and your soul, that's what's bringing forward this this whole process for me. So thank you for showing up and thank you for showing up for the world. Okay, I'm going to go. Love you guys. Satnam. Satnam.